right. We are recording now. Hey, welcome to the Rainy Day Smut Brigade. I'm Ashley. I'm Allie. And I'm Hannah. And we are here with, we are actually trying to be live. (laughs) For this first episode of our breakdown of the Crescent City series. So we are doing books one and two. And then as soon as book three comes out, we are going to break down book three. Do we, it comes out, what day of the week does it come out? I'm not sure, but it's January 30th, I believe. So it's a, that's a Tuesday. Oh, that sucks. Why would she do that? Tuesday is one of the biggest publishing dates in general. Books, a lot of books come out on Tuesdays. I don't know. I've just heard that. Do we have anybody joining? Yeah, there's people on. All right. So, warning, these breakdowns may contain spoilers for all of SJ Mass's works, except for, hopefully, this series. It's still very fresh to us because we've this is our second time reading it, and it's so big that we've forgotten a lot of it. And we will try to keep... We will try to keep this breakdown fresh and not go further than what we're reading, but we will mention the other books and how they tie in, but without necessarily doing Crescent City spoilers. I have an update for why books are published on Tuesdays. Oh, why? Tuesdays is that most of the important charts are compiled compiled on Tuesdays from the data. So huh. like seller charts? Yeah, so, so New York Times bestseller list, tally sales from Tuesday to Monday. So that's, so it gives it a full uh, week. Gives you so a full you can, week. So you that can makes see. Sense. Yeah. Why are they, they need to move the tally. That's just dumb. So our goal was to get through chapters one through 37. We may not do that. We may only get through the first section of the book. There's four sections in this book. Yeah. But there's that, just so much information. There's so much front load information because yeah, I struggled. The I, world. Like, I don't remember any of this. Yeah. The world is so extensive and I plan on breaking it down and making it easier. Thank you, Mother Ashley. So that not everyone has to read it. <laughs> in order to enjoy the third book again it is a heavy read for me with not this time I enjoyed it much more this time because I knew what I was getting into but the first time I read it I think I started it and stopped this book three times before I actually went into it yes I read a lot of reviews that said people had to get through the first half of it yeah and then they were like I got it yeah Mm -hmm. before they could let me scoot closer I feel like it's so difficult to not even in it now Hey guys, on Instagram, Hannah only had one tripod. She used to have two, but the other one broke, so that's why you are just seeing me. But I'm going to be doing a lot of talking, and you'll still hear the others. The Instagram live is just going to be me for now, but TikTok is hi. TikTok is everybody. Once again, this is the Crescent City Part One breakdown. It's going to be heavy. We will have no spoilers for Crescent City, but we might talk about the other books in the Mass Universe. So be ready for that. All right, start us off. Let's discuss the cover. I believe in, let's start from the beginning. And what's more beginning than the cover? Well, who is mm-hmm. this on the cover? Dun, dun, dun. Who do you think, Ellie? Uh, the little uh, acolyte. The acolyte? <laughs> the one that dies. You think it's the little acolyte? You think it's the acolyte that dies? <laughs> That's a good... That's what, I've Wrong. Just, that's what I've always just been like, eh. Wrong. We know it's Rice. it's Hunt on the second cover, but... To I, me, that just doesn't scream Bryce, sorry. You don't think so with the red? No, it just looks like Juniper. a red, a red tent. <laughs> it could be the goddess Luna. Oh. Does anyone have any thoughts on... Who do you think is on the cover of Crescent City? It's hard to find a definitive answer. We know Earth House of Sky and Breath is definitely Hunt. Well... I was looking for the star on the chest, but she's got her arm covered across the star. What is that with holding the sparrow? Is that a sparrow? 
Is it? We don't know. I don't understand that. But it does look like the what's behind her is breaking away. Like it's it's mm-hmm. obviously like a ruin that is shattered or breaking away at some point. She's got a snake down there. Lots of flowers. There's the bird. It's is, like a temple. That's why I've always thought it's a little acolyte. Like for Luna. It might be Luna. Yeah. Whatever yeah. one they were at. Who is it? I think. Person Bryce. Yeah. I think that's what most people think is it's Bryce and Hutt. But I almost feel like. Is it that easy? It might be. It's really hard. I, th- I would guess it's Bryce. But I'm also like, could it be? She just, to me, looks really small for Bryce. She does look oh, small for Bryce. Oh, because Bryce is a, a thick girl. Yeah. It could be Luna. It could be Luna. It could be the hind. It's not the hind. I know. Let me pull up the second. Book. But we don't want to get into the hind yet. Yeah, we can't We can't. We do d- that. The hind is mentioned in this book, but not in detail. And in the first part of this book. If you open it up more, it's the exact same thing, but it's not red tinted. Mm -hmm. See, I also don't think that's Hunt on the second one. You don't? It doesn't look like him to me. What? But I'm pretty sure it is. Look at Hunt. Damn it. Stop. Nah, that's not what Hunt looks like to me. It's not, but I think it's supposed to be I think it's supposed to be I agree with you. It looks more water than lightning. But But I'll be real honest. The whole house of blah, 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 house of blah, 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 it means absolutely zero to me. We're going to get into that. It tells you exactly what they are. I know, and I've read it multiple times. We're going to get into it. It still is, I don't know, I don't get it. So we I have, don't think it adds anything to the story. Maybe I'm wrong and it'll all one day I think come you're together. Wrong. It's gonna come but together. It's just right now to me I'm like it's superfluous. So we're inconclusive on who we think is on the cover. And I'm, I'm not. I think it's Bryson Hunt. My my I vote is Bryson Hunt. Then who's on the third? The wine red hair. It's Aylin. It's not Aylin. It is Aylin. All right, we're gonna get in <sighs> to the title. So what is Crescent City? <laughs> This is important. It's the city of If like you have crescent. taken a philosophy class, they tell you you need to read the chapter titles. Crescent City is shaped like a crescent. They said that in the book. It's named What crescent is Crescent city. Silly City? We really can't get into the book until we understand the setting. So we're going to understand the setting of this book. Uh, just like reading such a scholar. any text, you need the context. A professor of mine once said, context is king. So, was that uh, professor at Bible college? Yes, it was. <laughs> And the contextual <laughs> details of this book are complicated on the first and the second read from personal experience. I can tell you that. Okay, I can agree with that. Yeah. Let's talk about where we are. Let's talk about the geography. What is the name oh, of our... Sorry. Can I just say really quickly? Say it. Say it in the mic, please. Say it loud. The book two cover for the international version has a viper on it. Why, how, why is There it, is a snake. Yeah, but you said the first one the on book two in the American version is the hunt, but on the international one, it's well, a snake. There's no people on the international versions at all. Yeah, I just feel like those represent two different things to me. You know what I'm saying? She's being crazy. We'll need to see what's coming. She's being crazy. I'm just saying. All right, so the planet we are on is called Midgard. We're not going to start with what universe we're on. We don't know. We don't care. <laughs> but we the, don't care. The, the planet we're on is called Midgard, and that may sound familiar. Uh, it is also Earth in the in Norse mythology. Yeah. And yeah. Midgard is, yeah. And very, Endgame. <laughs> or Avengers. Yeah, I was about to say. The MC yeah, Marvel. It's used a lot. MC, and yeah, a lot it's of, Midgard. Yeah. We don't know if this is not saying this is actually Earth, but it is a planet, an earthy planet. The continent that this takes place on is Valbera. So Valbera is the western continent 
on Midgard. On its east coast, the east coast of Valbera, is the Haldron Sea. And across that sea is another continent called Pangera, however you want to say it. Pangera. Pangera. Let's talk about the map for a little bit. So I'm going to describe the map. If you don't have the map on you, that is fine. You don't need it. Because I am going to describe the geography and the layout of the city because it is so confusing and it has to do a lot with the people and the places and the things because they run all around the city and the different sections. So the formal name for Crescent City is Lunathian for the goddess Luna. It is a perfect circle. So the city is a perfect circle surrounded by walls of sand stone can i be like a professor you can, can we show it on we show this? oh yeah you show it yeah so it's a perfect circle but it has a river the istros river running through the bottom of it it's like a frowny face that is so long it touches the edges of the circle the river runs through like the shape of a crescent moon so that's where the city gets its name from the nickname crescent city it cuts through the city into two unequal parts making the northern port look like a gibbous gibbous moon so that's one of the cycles of the moon um, or the phases of the moon is gibbous the larger portion of the circle is where the land inhabitants live and the lower portion looks like the dark side of a gibbous moon and that is where the bone quarter is and the dark side of the moon which is ruled by the under king you reach it by going through the dead gate which i thought was very interesting i was just looking at it and the under the the bone quarter is literally the dark side of the moon Mm -hmm. look at the map where the people live where it's bright but underneath it it's dark just like a moon just like the phase of the moon the gibbous phase and it has a crescent of the river running through it the climate is what? Is SJM this I think this is purposeful. No, I know, but I'm saying I she, think she's got one? by this point she had a whole team. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. There's no way she done. I don't know. If I called it, she might can do it. I mean, because I, we're going to see Yeah, I just think at this point in her career, she has a whole team. Oh yeah, of course she does. Yeah, who are helping her make sure that there's no not as many holes and that things like that yeah, work. For sure. We've seen Lunathian before. We see it in Kingdom of Ash. Uh, it is confirmed it is Lunathian that, oh my God, Aelin fell through. So she fell through Prithian and she fell through Lunathian when she was falling. Whatever she was falling through, we're not completely sure. But one of the one of our readers, watchers, said that they like to think that this is Lahaba. <laughs> yeah, she, she got too much of a body for Lahaba. Lahaba has too much of a body for the cover. Is that how That's we true. say it? Lahaba? I, how, how have I been saying it? That's how it is in the audio book. It looks like well, Le- you know I don't listen to the It audio looks like Lahaba or something like that. Yeah, I think I'm saying more La instead of La. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong, but in the audio book, it's Lahaba. Another interesting thing. We got a comment? Yeah, I was really hoping you don't need to. You, you don't, don't need, need to. to. I was just pointing that out. You don't need to. It is quick like that she came up with the idea for crescent city like just the world she hadn't even written the book yet and she was finishing kingdom of ash and just threw it in there but we can't say for certain that she says so. no i know uh, that i'm saying we can't say for certain that we know there's going to be one possible crossover there could be a secondary crossover there could we do do we know there's going to be a, that's a spoiler that's at well we said there could be a spoiler <laughs> for the whole for, series not for this not for the series we're not gonna spoil the series okay you can cut that out <laughs> You don't have to understand it. You You don't don't need to read anything else. You do need to read Akatar, possibly, because some of the elements. All right. 
So Lunathian has an arid climate and olive groves to the north and is modeled after an ancient coastal city. And it really gives me ancient Jerusalem vibes. There are old maps of Jerusalem which portray it as a circle, even though it was not, uh, especially like those medieval maps during the awful crusades, white people. But we can come back to that at a later time. Which will be in a second. I just <laughs> thought it was interesting for, I'm going to tell you why in a second. Why it's interesting that it reminds me of Jerusalem. So there are seven sections to the city. Each section of the city has a ruler except for one. And it's the human section. But everything else has a ruler. And it also, it's in the north. I'm going to get to it. All right. And they each have a gate on a main road leading out of the city. So each of the sections. For note, I would like to say that when the current gates of the old city of Jerusalem were built by an Ottoman sultan, there were seven. He made seven gates. And I know SJM being raised Jewish and loving ancient myth in general and culture probably just couldn't help herself. So I think it does have something to do with that. And I have to say the Book of Breathings in Akatar is written in the Lashon Hakadesh, which is the holy tongue, which is either Hebrew or a mix. It can be a mix of Arabic and Hebrew. And remember the name of that book for later, the book of breathings, because there are next episodes, because that will come up. And that's just a little quick thing about ancient Jerusalem during the medieval period that I think is interesting. I do love to teach. I used to teach the Bible. All right. (laughs) Don't do that anymore. She's reformed now. (laughs) I was reformed then. I'm not reformed now. I got jokes. (laughs) You got jokes, girl. All right. Back to the seven city sections. As I said before, we have the bone quarter and it's ruled by the under king. Its gate is the dead gate. And it's six. If you're looking at the circle, it sits at six o'clock. And so we're going to go clockwise. And next we have the meat market. The meat market. Yep. You're going clockwise. So we started at six o'clock. We got the dead gate that's in the bone quarter. Then we have the meat market. That's another section of the city. Not a great place. The dangerous underbelly of Crescent City. Is this where ruled by the The Viper Viper Queen? Queen. Yes, the Viper Queen. She is a snake shifter and her venom can make you high, make you feel good. The gate there is called the Merchant's Gate and it sits at eight o'clock on the circle. Continuing clockwise, we have the Central Business District, also called the CBD that week they kept referring to the cbd the cbd the cbd i was like what the heck is the cbd the whole freaking time until cannabis oil cannabis oil literally <laughs> every time that's what i was until i was doing this i was like central business district you dumbo <laughs> it's ruled by micah the archangel and governor of lunathian that's not his only title we'll get there eventually this is where he's such a lovely person he causing trouble for maids molly maids everywhere this is where the heart of cc's government is it has the angel gate at 10 o'clock so if you're looking at the circle it is at 10 o'clock the angel gate next is asphodel meadows which is where the humans live and of course because they're humans and blah blah they have no head to represent them in the city their gate is called of course the mortal gate and it sits at 12 o'clock on the circle the city then we have the five roses or phyro it's also called phyro in the book f-i-r-o which is where the fae live it is ruled by the autumn king who has the looks and powers similar to the fae of the autumn court in akatar 
And I think it's got to be connected. Am I crazy for thinking that? Okay. Hannah says she would agree with me. I know podcast listeners, you cannot hear her because she's not on the mic. I'm sorry. She's holding up a map. I concur. She's holding up a map for the people who are watching us live. (laughs) So that's where the Fae are. And it has the Rose Gate at 2 o'clock. So if you're looking at the circle of the city, the Rose Gate is at 2 o'clock. I love Asphodel. Asphodel Meadows. Why do you love it so much? What's up there? What do you... Okay. Is it, it got ass? It, I was, you said you are acting like you're trying to convey something. Does Asphodel Meadows have a lot of ass? Is uh, that why you love it? I have enough ass for all of us. You, Hannah says she has enough ass for all of us. And it's true. She do. She do, listeners. Okay. Something happens there. Last, we have Moonwood, which is the home of the shifters. It's not, this is the last part of the land. Last, we have Moonwood, which is the home of the shifters and is ruled by the prime of the Valbarian wolves. It's not just wolf shifters that live there. It's a bunch of shifters, but the wolves rule it. The prime of the Valbarian wolves. Remember, Valbaria is the continent we're on. Valbera is the continent we're on. So the ruler of the wolves on the Western continent, its gate is the river gate at four o'clock, four o'clock. In the center of the city, we have the old square and the oracle is its head. The oracle rules over the old square, which I think is creepy because she's a sphinx, right? Yeah. So their head is the sphinx. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Sphinx showing up for a meeting. Why does that bother me when there's like shifters and a viper queen? I don't know. It's just something about a sphinx is scary. I think it's also weird too because she's described as really sexual. Possibly. I don't that's I don't know if that's it. I just think of her, I think is enclosed in the place she's at. Like when Hunt when he was like, She's sexy. She's beautiful. (laughs) I was like, She is beautiful. I think I'm picturing the wrong thing. And Bryce mentioned her beautiful human face. Are we going to talk about what this book is based off of? We can. Give me a second. Let me finish this. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) I know what you're going to (laughs) say. And the center gate of the city, so very in the very middle, is called the heart gate, of course. It's in the center, and that's in the old square. Then we have the blue court. So that's the Istros River, underneath the Istros River. And that's ruled by the River Queen, and it's called the Blue Court. Now, there are other rivers... Lefe? Is it like a by a di- like I got a diamond? I don't see it. I'm assuming I this is so far from me. I really don't remember much. I have I stopped at 37. So if we go there, then I don't know. I stopped at 37 because I want to keep this as new for myself as possible, even though it's not. I know what's going to happen, but still. I do too. Interesting. There are more than, there are like four rivers, I think, in Valbera, and they all have a different color, but the Istros is blue. Some notes on the government, which is also important. You can put that down, Hannah. We don't need it anymore. (laughs) Thank you, Vanna. Vanna White for that. Some notes on the government of Midgard. Okay, Midgard, the planet. And I'm, we're going through all this because this is so complicated. Y'all know the world of this Sarah series is complicated. Getting, you can get in your mic now. Oh. Thank you. I love you so much. Okay. Uh. All right. I'm here. <laughs> Midgard, the planet, is ruled by the Asteri, which means star. Um, they rule from the Crystal Palace in the Eternal City, which is on the eastern continent of Pangera. So it is not in Valbera. There are six of them. There was a seventh. Their lost sister. They keep a throne open for her. Crescent City is the only place on the planet where humans have some rights. So everywhere else on Midgard, the humans do not have rights like they do in Crescent City. Even though they do not have representation in Crescent City, they do have more rights than they have on the rest of the planet. 
it is ruled, Crescent City is ruled by the Archangel of Valbera, the Western continent, Micah Domitus, and he is also the governor of Crescent City. Now, I would like to say that Valbera is broken up into different regions. We don't hear much about them, but those different regions come together for the summit, and that happens at the second half of this book. Mm -hmm. He's the governor of Crescent City. Crescent City does have the seven heads, which make decisions, but Micah makes the final call on everything, and he only answers to the Asteri, which are the rulers of the whole world. Remember, they are like all of Midgard. So he, really, he just, he can do whatever the fuck he want. Um, there is the Imperial Senate, which who knows what the fuck they do. They're pretty much meaningless. They answer to the Asteri, and the Asteri still does whatever it wants. Every time it said Imperial Senate, my head just went to Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah, That's every all time. I could think about when they talk every, about the Republic. I just pictured it every time. The Republic the and Rebellion. the Imperials. Yes. Because Star Wars. Star, Star Wars, Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. And I don't mind it. Too. Yeah. Any but that's what I pictured. Any questions? Any questions? Or anything to add uh, to that little bit? Who is harding it that much? Who's doing that? Somebody. We are not cool. Allie's cool. No, Allie's lost. She's Wait, read you, the book. She's read the book twice. And still. can you stand up and your, show us your snuggie? This show is, us how to. This snuggie. is what cool looks like. Is, that's cool right the there. She is wearing a snuggie <laughs> with the hood. Uh, do you still not understand, Allie? I mean. I get it. I just, when I read, I don't think about it. Mm, got, gotcha. You read very fast and you read very much just to escape in the moment. Yeah. So you don't, like I don't, you don't read to sit and yeah. think and through And I story. don't really enjoy the process of thinking through all the theories and connecting everything and finding oh, this see, I to do. connect to that. I just, I think oh, it I takes do. the magic out of it. Mm. I think it's two different worlds. I think there are books that I read to just completely do nothing, but sit, I'll listen to it on audio or either read it on my kindle and do nothing other than just relax and maybe play on a game on my phone and then there are books like this where i'm like i need to know every little detail and mark everything and i have to what is this why did she call it that color or what yeah. did she use this word to me there's two different worlds of books and i have to go back and forth between them yes i, I agree i, I I can't, I'll do, after this, I will, well, I just read Manacled and then the, so. My, Hannah read Manacled, everyone. My mental health is <laughs> fucked. I read Manacled on the advice of Allie and then I wanted to hurt her. I gave warnings before She did. I did people. it to myself. And then because we'd read Manacled, Hannah was like, I'm going to do it. And I wanted to be in the cool kids club. I was so excited. I love depressing other people. The only wah, reason wah. I did read Manacled was because it was on audio. And because it was a fanfic, I was expecting it to be bad. And I didn't want to put mental work Makes into sense. reading a book It's very that I thought was going to be bad. Very long. So I was like, I'll listen to it on audiobook while I like clean or something. Yeah. I looked at that book in two fucking days. That's good. All right. So what is the house of earth and blood? Oh, can I what answer? Is, can what I does answer? that mean? Can We're going to read. Simple answer? We're going to read. We're going to get into the book and finally start reading. And it's not even in chapter one yet. <laughs> All right. The four houses. And we've been going for 30 minutes. Not even in chapter one. The four we should, We're going to have to do a lot of these. No, nah, it's okay. Yeah, we'll, whatever. We'll whenever through. we can. <laughs> the four houses of Midgard, as decreed in 33 VE by the Imperial Senate, who don't do fucking nothing. Wait, what's VE? VE means... 
VE is veneer era. Okay. I was so, thinking VE swab. No. The so we have HE, the human era, when he, where there were just humans and regular animals on the planet of Midgard. So that's us right now. Yes. So like our world right now. And then there was a the rift, a northern rift that allowed all sorts of magical creatures to come through, demons included. And Can that please happen now? <laughs> And no, <laughs> and that yes. is, do you know the world? I'm ready for something else. As long as they're nice. As long, and that's. And they're blue. I have something to say. I know. I keep cutting you off. I know. Okay. 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 Go tell us about it. Tell us about it. I've had at least one glass of wine right now. I've I'm unhinged. Sip. I'm unhinged. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I love you. I love that you're unhinged. <laughs> Which means the veneer era. So we're in 33 VE when they declare this. So 33 okay. years after the Northern Rift opens and the veneer, the magical creatures, magical animals included, have entered Midgard. Okay. So that's the human era versus the veneer era. So we're like 15,000 years into the veneer era. Oh, fuck. Pretty sure if I get my maths done correctly. Correct me if I'm wrong. All right. So I'm going to read the descriptions of the houses real quick. House of Earth and Blood. That includes shifters. You know what shifters are, you guys. If you read any, okay, uh, werewolves or shifters. Anything. Yeah, if you read anything, a shifter. But it can be any kind of animal that someone can shift into. Animorphs. Y'all remember animorphs? Yeah. You know I read that. I don't know. Shifters. All right. So House of Earth and Blood. Shifters, humans, witches, ordinary animals like your dog and your cat and your cows. I like that accent. And many other to whom Cthona calls as well as some chosen by Luna. Don't worry, I'm going to talk about the gods in a second. Then we have the House of Sky and Breath, the Malachim, or the Angels. Please don't move that book, Hannah. I'm not. I, that's why I pointed to it instead of picking uh, it up. <laughs> I pointed. So the House of Sky and Breath, the Malachim, the Fae, the Elementals. I looked up what the Elementals are. We don't know. We don't know what they are. The Sprites, and there's a note about the Sprites. I'll read it real quick. Sprites were kicked out of their house as a result of their participation in the fall and are now considered lowers, though many of them refuse to accept this. So they are considered on the level of, like, magical just animals. Okay. They're lowers. And those who are blessed by Solus, along with some favored by Luna. House of Many Waters, the river spirits, the myrrh people, the water beasts, nymphs, kelpies, nox, and others watched over by Oginus. House of Flame and Shadow, the Daemonaki. Daemonaki, you right, girl. I, I listened to the audiobook. <laughs> the Daemonaki, the reapers, the wraiths, the vampires, the draki. It's the not vampire. It's vam. How do they say it in the audio? They say it different in the audiobook, don't they? It's vampires, but I think that's what they're they vampires. Say, yeah. yeah. Vampires, the Draki, dragons, necromancers, and many wicked and unnamed things that even Erd herself Can cannot see. Oh. <gasps> Is that how they talk? No. Oh. No, we just we were just in tune. Oh, okay. We had a vibe. All right, so Cathona. <laughs> I was like, is that in the audio? <laughs> Cathona, the house of earth and blood. Cathona calls these the house of earth and blood. Cathona is the god of earth. In Greek mythology, the Cathonian gods were associated with earth or the underworld, like Hades and Persephone. And they are often portrayed as being entwined with serpents. Mm. Mm-hmm. The Cathonian gods. It's a group of gods. Okay. Mm-hmm. But here, there's just one god named Cathona. But... In Greek mythology, they're often portrayed as being entwined with serpents. And that's interesting as we look at the book coming. <gasps> mm-hmm. Yes. The next book. No. Yeah. She's got like the third Whoa, book. Whoa. That one, that one also has a snake on it. Oh, that's like it. lots of snakes, right? Yeah. 
I just think that's interesting. I gotta pull I don't know if it has any, anything I'm about to say, I don't know if it has any bearing, but I am a dork. All right, hold on. I'm going to pull up this image real quick. House of Flame and Shadow. Yeah. It's gold, girl. You know, I I got the Walmart special edition. (laughs) And the regular one. I have thoughts on all these special editions. I don't and mind And they're not it. positive. They're not positive? No. I think it's a way to money grab. Yeah. But sure. whatever, whatever. Says okay. the girl who loves Taylor Swift. Listen, oh. it brings me joy. That's okay. how she knows because she's seen it from her mother. Mother Tay-Tay can do no wrong. Stop it. What did you do? I'm just laughing. Oh, I was like, did you fart? Because you were sitting there like waving the air. I just do. I trigger you. Okay. Oh, yeah. There are snakes all over it. All right. We need to move on. Cathona and Luna work with the House of Earth and Blood. And Luna, in Roman mythology, she is the moon goddess. From what we know, Luna is the main god of Crescent City. Her temple is in the center in the old square. All right. This is, this has nothing to do with anything that I thought was interesting. And Sabine, which is spelled S-A-B-I-N-E, Sabine. (gasps) It's, how did they say it on the audio? Sabine. Sabine is the name. Yeah. But the, this group of people, when I looked at the pronunciation was Sabine, but it's spelled the same as Sabine. And Sabine in ancient Roman religion she is often represented as the female complement of soul. So the sister of soul, the sun god. And we do have Solas. We're about to read about. Sometimes Luna is part of the diva Triformis or triple goddess, along with Diana, the goddess of hunters, <gasps> nature, childbirth, and also the moon. And the Roman version of Persephone, which has a different name, but it is Persephone. And Persephone is known as the Maiden. Do you know what I think when I hear that? I know exactly what you're thinking about. Uh, say, the Maiden? Say what you're going to say. Oh, I'm about to talk about. Oh, you think. Oh, my <laughs> biggest frustration with JLA is how many times she said the fucking Maiden. <laughs> That's not what I was thinking about. In From Blood and Ash. I wanted to scream. If this, if this girl says, I'm the Maiden, one more time. One more effing. Time. I was like, I'm gonna throw the book against the wall. I did. Well, I love. I loved it. I enjoyed my first read through from Blood Nash. Yeah, that that frisky forest scene. We like a. I a liked vampire. it. We like a vampire. I love it, but Edward. No, God no. <laughs> no, please no, not Edward. Carlisle. Wait, Carlisle or her dad? Who would you fuck first? Oh, we're off topic. Her dad, Charlie. Charlie. Okay. Carlisle is gross. Carlisle is gross. I, I'm just saying. Charlie 100%. All right. We're talking about Luna. Sorry. I'm the sorry. goddess of Crescent City, the main goddess. She is part, sometimes, part of the triad of goddesses. If you have, want a name for this triad of goddesses or if she were to have her own name, this triple-faced goddess, it would be Hecate. She is a three-faced goddess. Hecate? Hecate. It looks like Hecate, but it's Hecate. When I looked it up, okay. I, right, I, I shall believe, believe you. you. It I might believe. be lying to me. No, I believe you. I could be wrong. And I could be thinking about something. Girl, it, the, the Google could have done me bad. I've only heard it the way Allie pronounced it, but you never know. All right. It's a three-faced... What, have you heard it? Just in Italians. Yeah, no. What was the pronunciation? Hecate. Hecate? That's not... I have hecatate but uh, yeah i could be talking about something totally different oh okay that's what i'm saying i have no idea yeah Mm. i don't i don't remember i was trying to do as much as i could in five hours um but the better human she is the three-faced goddess the maiden mother crone she's also known as the mother of angels also a moon goddess always with the moon 
That's Luna. Luna has also been called the two-horned queen of the stars. Put a crescent moon on someone's head and you get two horns, which is exactly what depictions of her show. Cthona works with Luna for the House of Earth and Blood. They work together. Solus is the lover of Cthona, god mm. of the sun. In Irish, it means light, bright, or enlightenment. It's also related to solace, as in comfort, or in Latin, sola, which means alone. Any one of those things, but we think it's probably light and bright and sun. Sibling of Luna. They work together. So that's the House of Sky and Breath's main god. But also the House of Sky and Breath also works with Luna, so the sun and the moon. They in the sky. So they work with the sun and the moon. True. Oceanus, god of the sea or waters. Oceanus is Oceanus is on top of the Trevi Fountain in Rome. If you ever watched the Lizzie McGuire movie. Oh my God, I love that movie. With Paolo, they made a witch. I'm sorry, I'm so snotty, y'all. And the Trevi Fountain. Oceanus is on top of the Trevi Fountain in Rome. I think maybe... Allie, have you seen the Trevi Fountain in person? I have seen the Trevi Fountain. Look at you. <gasps> You've been to Rome? You're so fancy. You're so fancy. Throwing out some <laughs> Italian. One Greek philosopher actually called Oceanus Oginos. So that could be where this pronunciation comes from. Oginos is the god of sea or waters. Or it could just be, I, I don't know if Oginos is female or male. Doesn't say yet. Erd is female. Oh, yeah, it says Erd herself. So when we talk about Flame and Shadow, we talk all about Erd. Oginus was house of many waters. Erd, female, the god of fate who knows almost all things. Not everything, but almost all things. Erd is from Old Norse, and it can mean fate, destiny, or past. But in the book, not much is known about her, but it does seem that Asham is following the Norse myth, which we will see later when we meet the oracle. All right, let's get into chapters one through seven. 43 minutes later. I don't think all of our... They won't all be like this. No, we just have to lay it out because it's so much in the beginning. In order to understand the context of the book, you have to understand the backstory and the world. And let me give you a little context about me. I listened to a podcast called The Sisters of the Shire. (laughs) And they went through the Silmarillion and they did it like this chapter a chapter each episode, which you have to do when you're reading the Silmarillion. And I appreciated it. So I like this kind of thing, this sort of breakdown. It's not for everybody. Yeah. The next episode won't have this much heaviness on the front. And no. it'll be more book stuff. But I think this is good to have. Why? Well, even like just talking it out, it helps me too. Just understand the world better. Because I don't, when I'm reading, I don't see, okay, Midgard, where are the, I'm not good with geography. I'm terrible at geography. So breaking it down like this is helpful to me. And also I just like the mythology stuff. And it makes me wonder. Me too. I really like. uh, What's what's she trying to do? I really like. Why even bring the thunder? Why even bring the thunder? You know what I really like? I really like Istros River. I really like Lethe. And I really like Asphodel Meadows. Do you have those in your books, Hannah? No. Why would I ever do that? I know you have some rivers. Why would I ever do that? All the things. All right. Part one, the hollow. Interesting. The parts of this book are interesting. We will get into why, and you might already know why. You probably do. The hollow, chapters one through seven. Chapters one through three are basically set up chapters. Actually, all of one through seven is basically another setup. So this is why it's going to take a minute. We are immediately introduced to Bryce Quinlan, who is working at Griffin Antiquities, and she got a banging on the door. She looks at the camera, and who's banging on her door? I thought you were about to say she's got a banging body, and she I was does like, have yeah, a ba- she does. She does have a banging body. We'll talk about it. Bryce is a mid-sized girl. She's strong. She takes dance lessons. 
why do all I the, love a girl with some why thick do all eyes? the SJM girlies got to dance? Okay, not a favorite don't dance, but Nesta dances. Aylin took dance classes too, and now we got Bryce I and love Juniper. Dancing. Uh, back in the day, what are they gonna do? Back in the day, not that's a good. There weren't like I guess here. I'm talking about this, not not back this in the day. one, but Aylin and Nesta. That's something that would have been like just like piano or art or dancing. Aylin killing people all the time. What you mean? Was she? Which no, she was an a, art she was form. She's it's gotta be graceful. It is an art form. Killing people. <laughs> Fury would tell you that. Fury is one of my favorite characters. She reminds me of Amran. Yeah, I forgot mm-hmm. that she annoyed me. <laughs> <laughs> if we were a sitcom, what character would Allie be? There's some character that's just I, I just feel Allie is her own self. There's just nothing else that I can nah. compare to Allie. I just, I don't like somebody who just is like, oh, sorry, you went through something really traumatic. Let me go. Let me run away. Let me run, run away, away to another I'll continent. I'll never talk to you again. Do we remember why she did though? No, not, really. Not, really. not really. Okay, because I don't, mm-hmm. we haven't gotten it, there. Is some, there is a reason. There is a reason. Yeah. I just don't remember it. Okay. Oh, my ears started ringing. I love Allie. I love her so much. <laughs> Bryce has got boobs and an ass. I have acquired one of those recently, but I have yet to get the ass. Hey, I have them. You do. You are blessed. I think Bryce has more. She does, yeah. And she looked damn good. She wears dresses to show it off. And I'm like, go oh. ahead, girl. I love her seeing a main character. It. Hold on, I got to sneeze. She's tan. She's got dusted with freckles on her face and she's got <laughs> wine red hair just beautiful she is a beautiful half arched ears because she's half a half human which is frowned upon in midgard that's why she's got such a big ass to make up for it to make up for it yeah to make up for the fact that she has to deal with i love the fact i want to say this i love the fact that we have a not rail thin female main character but i fucking hate the fan art yeah that people post online when she is real thin because there are two things that always happen we whitewash our characters and we make them skinny let me tell you what gets on my nerves about some of the fan art when they draw these women they wear their arms these women working out oh they yeah. got arms they got arms. Aylin never has arms oh to wield a sword the way that she does she Where has to arms? have biceps she's got shoulders 100 the men got arms so it's not like you don't well, have muscles because you for fake. me Aylin doesn't even just have arms. She's got like shoulders. Like yeah. her back is, she is muscular. Feyre too. But these, I don't see Feyre super muscular though. I do see Feyre. Nesta definitely. Definitely later on. Yeah. Once Nesta, she trains later on. with yeah. the Valkyrie. That's but what I, mean. mm-hmm. I see them because of the, I do see them smaller, which they also didn't have as much food and stuff. Yeah. In the starving. beginning. Yeah, I mean, after their warrior. Yes. I do see them bigger. Aelin, I see so muscular and it kills me that she is portrayed as this. Oh, I just burped. Sorry. I don't care. It burp, per- girl. I'm, dr- I'm drinking wine. I'm going to burp. It kills me that she. Not, don't tell it. Don't tell nobody. Don't tell the people. Oh, don't say. I didn't do that. I, I can't say that on TikTok. It kills me that she's portrayed tiny. But the thing for me is Bryce. Aylin, a lot of artists can get away with it because it's specifically stated that she's slender and you just assume she's muscular from what she does. But Bryce specifically stated, this is a thick girl. She's got, and she's got a tummy. She's got stretch marks. She's got thighs. At one point, there's a line, I think it's in book two, where she like makes a joke about how her thighs are chafed from running. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, that fucking happens. Mm-hmm. But everyone writes her. That happens to most women, but I think that Sarah J. Mass was making a point to say this isn't a tiny girl. Yeah, no, I appreciate her actually writing like a. I hope that the, I wish the fan I'm art would also get on board. When I read this, 
to me, it just feels like a regular woman. Yeah, she doesn't. No, she yeah, yeah. she just feels like an average. She just happens average to have big boobs and an ass and a little belly like all of us. All of us do. No, it just kills me. She doesn't have that I'm a super fae kind of body. Yeah. No, I, life. I'm fi- I think that's normal. I'm just frustrated with the way the it's portrayed art. through the fan art. Yeah, that's what Some of the me. fan art I've seen like, show her little pouch. And I'm like, me too. I love it. But she's half fae, half human. And that's frowned upon in Midgard, all of Midgard. Even in areas of Crescent City, a lot of the half fae, they go and live in lord what did i call it the, is it the meat market hold on what's it called no hold on this is the meat market they go and live in the meat market and sell themselves and then they oh yeah, yeah usually yeah. die before they can even make the drop if they're ones that have because not all of the half fame do they sell themselves or are they like taken and both okay i yeah. understood it more of if you're in the meat market you are most likely forced there, to there. is probably forced with deals so there's probably like a servitude indentured indentured, and then there's probably don't have options and then there's probably because there's a lot of that in crescent city okay in general yeah and then there's probably just completely i own you because there are slaves in Mm -hmm. crescent city um we meet danica her wolf shifter friend now talk about a bad bitch that's Danica. When I read Danica, I think that's Allie. As I told Ashley, I would be the friend that just at a sure, I thought it was funny. I would die on you and leave you all these cryptic. And, wouldn't tell and just shit. get like the most joy out of your frustration. Yeah. That's the Taylor Swift coming out of you. Don't insult me. Like <laughs> that is an insult. It's not. It's such uh. a compliment. If someone compared me to Taylor Swift, I'd be like, yes, please. No, because I would do it just because I think it's funny, not because I want you to be like, oh my gosh, she's a mastermind. <laughs> Taylor Swift does it because she wants you to talk about her care. more and say, oh my gosh, care. Taylor Swift is so funny. This is she's so smart. Wednesday care. Adams and Wednesday's roommate care. over here. Wednesday and Wednesday's roommate. <laughs> I can't remember her name. The one with the rainbows. Except you oh, don't play the cello. I could see you doing that, though. Cello is the sexiest instrument. It is. Hands down. All right. We meet Lahaba, the fire sprite. Lahaba. She also works. That's not how you were saying it earlier. Lahaba. No, you were saying La earlier. Lahaba. 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 Where's the pronunciation? Lahaba. I say Lahaba. Lahaba. The fire sprite. She is. I at- think I say Lahaba. Lahaba. I no. think it's Lahaba. It's, it's LA. Lahaba. I'm sure, but Lahaba. I'm not going to change the way The I pronunciation in SJM is, it could go anyway. It is Mananda. <laughs> Ellie is a debatable. A fire sprite, she is owned by Jezebel. She is one of the lowers. Remember the fire. The sprites are the lowers because they participated in the fall. She watches over the books in the vault beneath the shop. Because them books do stuff. They might reach out and grab you. They alive. They take a fist out from her back but and punch you in the face. But it's not just books. There's creatures down there, too. There's creatures down there. And what what are those creatures possibly part of? We about to find out. You about to find out. Jessica Roga is an extremely powerful 400-year-old enchantress. She was a witch, but defected. And I'm sorry. She's the most interesting person in this whole thing. She defected and joined the House of Flame and Shadow. And she only answers to the Under King himself, the Lord of the Bone Quarter. She likes to turn her enemies into... Animals. Animals. Ding, ding. You get a cookie. I, I baked cookies cookie. if anyone wants one. What kind? Squirrel. I do want one. Go get one. I'll go get one. Let me go. Hold on. Okay. Cookie break. No, you keep talking. I'll be right back. I'm going to keep talking for the sake of everyone. Because it's alive. It's alive. (laughs) (laughs) Cookie break. We're going to have. Okay. Fake ads. This is an ad for Hannah's cooking. No. No, it will be. It's an ad for Cialis. Oh. We're going to mime it. (laughs) 
you're like this for four more hours, go and see your doctor. I thought that was for something. I thought it had a different name. I thought it was Cialis. I thought Cialis was like a... What if they're in the one where they're in the bathtub? The bathtubs. I don't really... I don't know. Viagra. Yeah, I was was thinking Viagra. There's different ones. Yeah. I thought Cialis was for something else. (laughs) We don't know. All right. Go talk to your doctor if you have an erection lasting for four hours. I need an erection lasting for four hours. I could do some work with that. Welcome to the Rainy Day Smut Brigade. We finally got smutty. Because they don't even... Because that's not in this book. That is not in this book. We don't care. All right. Unless you're like Ashley and all this stuff gives you a hard on. All of this gives me a hard on. I'm so hard right now. If I could be. I am hard. I am hard. I'm tough. All right. Continue with your lesson. All right. She answers only to the underking. She likes to turn her enemies into various types of animals, mainly the amphibian reptile type. Jessica is not at the shop when the first scene occurs but she has cameras everywhere so she can see everything jespa also runs the shop with an old-fashioned generator which is important and it proved useful during the city-wide power outage a week before these events took place so i have a theory about bryce's necklace that was given to her by jessica but i'm gonna wait on hannah before i talk about my theory you need to watch an this specific episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where it's a musical. <gasps> I and love there's this a song where they sing, I have a theory, it must be demons. I want to talk about Bryce's necklace. No, I don't want a cookie, thank you. Thank I had a cookie for breakfast. That was 12 hours. And, well, I've, I mean, I had dinner, but I also already had a cookie today. I uh, also had a bowl of ice cream and three cookies. I, okay, I, I might get one a little bit. My theory about Bryce's necklace, the Arkesian amulet. Arkesian may just mean old, like archaic. It's spelled the same, A-R-C-H. Or or it could have to do with archers, which would link to both Farah and Aelin. Or it can mean Archeron, which would be the three sisters, Nesta, Ew. Elaine, and Farah. <laughs> I like to think it could be all of these, but I think it also represents the stages of the moon and therefore the three-faced goddess that we know the witches serve in Throne of Glass. And it also was given to her by Jessaba, who was a witch. And it protects against magical items. The reason I say I think it represents the three phases of the moon is because if you take the circles and hold them like this straight, you see all the phases of the moon when you hold it like this. Did they say that? No. I I just know it from looking at it. So if you look at it, you have the different different phases of the moon. So if you hold that kind of necklace straight, you have all the different phases. You have crescents. You have gibbous. You have full... Waxing, waning. You have all the different phases if you hold it like the three circles straight. It does not look like the Eye of Elena. The Eye of Elena looks different. But I think they probably represent the same thing. They definitely do because Manon recognizes it as the symbol of the three-faced goddess. Oh, God. Wait, I need to know what you think of my cookies making skills. These are delicious cookies. <laughs> I'm going to eat enough. Yeah. The, then one we- that, the one that's broken, I didn't bite off of. It just literally, I pulled a piece off. Are these the Joanna Gaines recipe? This is, a, actually, this is a homemade recipe mm. that I have been working with for years from my great-grandmother, Betty Crocker. Mm, Betty Crocker. Yeah. We love it. All right. So we Danica shows up. She puts her sword into like the wall of the antique shop. She puts it there and leaves it there and she goes and takes a shower. They leave. Her and Bryce leave for a minute. Through a phone call, we are introduced to Ember Quinlan, Bryce's mother. She is overprotective of, of Bryce for good reason. She wants to visit Bryce in Crescent City, but Bryce lies about being busy in order to keep her fully human mom and stepdad. Question about Ember. Do you think her name means anything? Since Ember is the... Ember's like the start of a flame or like the, 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 the ends of a flame. Of flame. Yeah. yeah. Do you I, think it can come back? Do you think there's something... I don't... 
I have no theory to base this on. I don't know. I thought about it. But I've thought about it. I just it because I feel like names for a sham are significant. Could be. You're talking to the person who just went off about all sorts of stuff that might not even matter. So I like how much she lies to her mom. It's so relatable. Sorry, mom. <laughs> Danica has just gotten off her patrol with her job in the city's auxiliary, which would be like our police. So the auxiliary auxiliary are like the police, like all the shifters, pretty much all the shifters Does have this to. Does mean I have to hate Danica and Connor? <laughs> <laughs> you cannot hate Connor. I don't. But if he's a police officer. They have to participate. They're forced to participate in the okay. auxiliary. Okay. That makes me. She's forced to participate in the auxiliary, but she's not. Doesn't she try to get out of it? She becomes. Okay, I'm, I'm going too far. I'm going too far. I'm going too far. I'm going too far. See, I was just trying to say shame. I'm sorry. Shame I was on trying you, to Hannah. give you an out and say you don't have to hate them. You don't have to hate You're them. In trouble, teacher, I'm sorry. Actually. I'm sorry. She's going to put your name on the board. <laughs> just know you don't have to hate them. Okay. She's, she's messy from work because she broke up a fight between two people, two magic things. And covered in black blood. Yeah. She uses the shower at the antiquity shop. And she's a wolf this entire time, by the way. She and her wolf form a form. The entire time. In, the entire time, the shower. I didn't get it until this point. She didn't switch back into a human form until they were halfway down the walk when Ember calls. No, that's not true. I thought she was. Because she comes in, but then she changes her clothes and she has to wear Bryce's clothes. And she, she doesn't like it, so she changes into the wolf so she doesn't have to be seen. She doesn't like the okay, way they look so there's on her, like right? A, there's Am I wrong? Like, yes, there's like a moment where she changes into a human, but then right back into a wolf. Yeah. She shifts yeah. right back into a wolf. I will say the conversation with the animal who's talking like normal bothers me. Mm. That's why I just think it's silly. That's where Zootopia comes in. Yeah, that's why I have just we brought that in yet? Think no, it's silly. I was just that was my giving you the yeah the <sighs> nod. Oh, you wanted us to say that. I was giving Hannah the nod oh, to go okay. ahead. It's based on Zootopia, right? Yeah, I know that. I just think it's, it's odd. I don't like it. Yeah, no, I agree. It's I picture when they're in their wolf form, even when they're like at the house chilling, and she's like, so I don't step on the tail. I'm like, I can't picture this. It's, I just think, oh, do you have to clean their anal glands? No, they just turn back into humans. But like when they're in their wolf form. <laughs> they're magic. They have like clothes. They're still wearing their clothes. I just can't take it seriously. I can't, can't take it seriously. I can't take it seriously. No. I guess it that's is what, what it a is. shifter is. Mm-hmm. I guess the talking is the the odd part the fact they can talk without growling or something Mm -hmm. i don't know bryce complains to danica about their matching tattoos i'm telling you this because it's important bryce complains to her about their matching tattoos they've both gotten on their backs it hurts bryce and it's taking her a while to heal because she only has half veneer blood she's not full veneer she's not full magical danica says she has a meeting with the city heads later remember the city heads there were seven of them we talked about that micah being the leader of them and it really doesn't matter what they say because Micah can do whatever the fuck he wants. She has a meeting with the city heads later because she is the head of the Pack of Devils, which is a really high-ranking wolf shifter unit within the auxiliary. Danica is actually really famous. She's so powerful, even though she hasn't made the drop. And we'll get to what the drop is later. But when she turned 18, she showed that she was so powerful that she eventually could be the ruler of all the wolves on Midgard, like the whole planet. Yeah, she has so much power. Yeah, she's so powerful that she got the sword before Mm. Sabine got it. Mm. The prime, her grandfather gave it to her, even though it was supposed to go to Sabine, he gave it to Danica because she shows so much power. I just want to slap Sabine. We don't know who 
Danica's dad is. No, we don't, yeah. unfortunately. Danica is upset because Philip Briggs, a human rebel working against the classist system and rule of the veneer, may be released from prison due to a paperwork error. I like to say that Philip Briggs killed with a bomb all sorts of people. What? No, we already know that by now. Do we know that? We we find that out in the second book. I think it's the second book. Okay. Find, I just don't find remember what out. it she, About her dad? Yeah, second book, I think. Yeah, we just don't After know about this, now. refresh my memory. Okay. About who? Uh, her dad. Yeah. Okay. It's nothing that I don't even think you'd remember. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not like okay. super. At one point, I was like, it's Tamlin. Tamlin's Danica's dad. Crazy Tamlin. Crazy. He'd be getting around with all these theories out there. Gosh. <laughs> I was just being stupid. I was texting a Hannah that stuff. I have so many theories about Tamlin's. Danica Philip Briggs may be getting released due from prison due to a paperwork error. He's a, he's basically a, he's a terrorist, and he may be getting released from prison due to a paperwork error. Danica's pack, the Devils, were the ones who apprehended Briggs. Bryce and Danica discuss the Horn of Luna, the goddess mm. of Crescent City. The Horn of Luna was at the temple. It belonged to the Fae. It was split in two. It was broken, but it was put in the temple of Luna. But then it was taken from Luna's temple during the citywide power outage a week previous. Jessica wants Bryce to find it for her own reasons, and Micah has offered a hefty reward for its return. This is where we get the first mention of the gates of the city. We already talked about the seven gates, where they're at. They are at the even places on a clock. If you're looking at the city of the circle, they're on the even numbers and in the center. There's one in the center. There's seven of them. They are... Now, oh, the gates were originally used for communication between law enforcement stations at different places in the city because there were no phones. So they could just talk through the gates and reach the other sections of the city where the gates were. But now they're used for little kids or little teenagers to scream penis through. They scream titties. Titties and penis. Yeah, through the gate and laugh. It's now a tourist attraction. People, they're made of quartz. People make wishes at the gates and scream those silly things. People also believe it if they make wishes, it'll come true. If you touch it, it will take some. It does. It zaps a little bit of piece of your power, and you can make a wish, and it's supposed to come true. Bryce only has a little magic, so she makes a comment about that because Danica wants to just go ahead and do it, be silly, and let's go ahead and touch it and make a wish. We really get a lot of foreboding here. Danica is off. Danica's really off. She's acting funny, like leaving her sword, taking a shower at the bottom of the antiquities room, not stuff she has normally done. Yeah, Bryce makes it. I caught that in my very first read that Bryce makes it known that Danica's acting weird. Yeah. They decide to make some wishes, and Bryce's wish for Danica is that she would get a manicure because her nails look terrible. Okay, I have a question about their... My question is to Allie. What did you think about their banter, Bryce and Danica? I thought it was cute. Okay. I loved it because I thought it was very relatable. To me, that's how I would maybe talk to y'all. Yeah, I think or, it was like two best friends. It felt yeah. like very like... I'll say it, it It always throws me off when I'm reading more contemporary fantasy book like this and they are that way. Like it feels, oh, that's a conversation I might have. Yeah. And it, to me, it always throws me off. There's a... I, when I was doing a deep dive today on some reader theories and things that they liked and didn't like about Crescent City... One of the things that people did not like was their banter. They felt they were like, we don't want that type of banter. I think everyone's just got their head in the... What don't they like about it? The realistic, this is just something that you and I could do. But to me, it's that world. But I guess some people can't wrap their head around the world of Crescent City and Mm. still are in like maybe the Akatar or the Third Glass world. It's more of a sci-fi-ish fantasy than like a... Right, right, right. But if you... 
when I was in Scotland at Qatar, throwing a glass, they were in the sci-fi section. That was interesting. Really? I went to bookstores. Pretty sure they were. Well, that was, I, it's, I loved the banter, but a lot of people online did not. I don't know. If you're I wouldn't say it's like my favorite banter that I've ever read, but I didn't think it was bad. No. Yeah. I was like, that's their two best friends. Their two best cute. friends. Who are just that's what it felt like. Chatting, yeah. I no, think I it agree. felt a little immature, but I think it was supposed to. Cause yeah. I think they are immature. We are like that. Yeah, we talk like that. Like, Maybe they're neurodivergent. They're the party princesses. Yeah, they don't want to grow up. No. No, they don't. I don't want to grow up. Danica, and you can tell she's nervous. Danica is not looking forward to facing the city heads, which includes her cruel mother, Sabine, who <sighs> is acting as head for the prime wolf, her father, because he's so old. He's just so old. He can't do anything. The two friends separate and Bryce does some investigation on the horn, and Danica goes to her meeting with the heads of the city. After this, we meet Danica's pack, who consider Bryce to be a part of their group. Um, Bryce heads back to her apartment. Danica's already there. And they consider Bryce to be a part of their pack, even though she isn't a shifter. Bryce speaks to Danica and finds out the meeting about Briggs did not go well. Danica is upset because Sabine, her mother, tells her in front of everyone that two CCU students, so Crescent City University students, where they went, were murdered during the outage, which happened while Danica was on patrol and in Danica's section of her patrol. And Danica is very upset about she it. She has a lot of guilt towards that. Yeah. Bryce reflects on her issues during this time with her possessive, cruel fae father. Her reflection is what we find out about her possessive and cruel father and how she has inherited a long life from him. So she has the blood of having a long life. She is, does not, she will not live a normal mortal span if she makes the drop. Mm-hmm. She doesn't like how magical men act so possessive, especially the wolf shifter males, even though she does have a crush on Danica's second command, Connor, and he returns a sentiment. Bryce Lee, he's hot. He is hot. I like Connor. He takes up the whole room. Mm. Um, Bryce leaves for her date with a limp dick super rich human named Reed. As soon as he pulls out, he gets on his phone. His family basically invented the CC version of the iPhone. (laughs) Danica tells her when she leaves, she says, light it up, Bryce. And she tells her she loves her, which is another tell. I also didn't like that part, though. I hate cheesy things like, light it up. Through Mm. love, all things are possible. I just hate stuff like that. I love it. Allie hates joy. True. I loved it. It's very ironic that I have a tattoo that says considerate joy. She has a tattoo that says considerate joy. It's because I have to remind myself of joy. Yes. Allie hates joy. We don't hug and we don't say I love you because I don't want to make Allie uncomfortable. <laughs> have I ever hugged you? I'm not going to deny it. I don't I, think I've ever I'll tell y'all. you that and I'll hug you. If yeah, you I've hugged you before. Yeah. I don't think I've ever hugged Allie. That's true. I don't really lead with a hug. Yeah, that's true. I respect it. I understand. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, we're good. I get it. <laughs> Do I cry about it at night? Absolutely. Absolutely. If you want a hug, all you got to say is, can you give me a hug? No, no, no. I'm not going to ask Can we share it. your Snuggie with you? I'm not going to well, ask for a hug. It's That's a line. That's a line. We'll get like a uh, three-person Snuggie. Got a lot. Teach me how to Snuggie. Chapters four through five. The date with Reed goes so horribly that Bryce ends things. She's already wanting to end things. You can tell because she only spent like 20 minutes getting ready instead of putting on her full face and everything. The sex isn't good enough for it to be worth it. Mm, she got some... Yeah. She decides to go party at the club called the White Raven or just the Raven. It's in... Where is it? I gotta look at it's the map. In the, God, I can't remember. It's called the Old Square. It's all in the Old Square. Okay. Okay. Where the restaurant's in the Old Square. That's in the Old Square. And we meet Fury then and Juniper, her friends, who she tells to come over and get there. Danica is on her night off and they take it very strictly when they have a night off. So she's hanging out with her pack back at their apartment. Bryce and Danica live together. The pack just happens to be there. Yeah. their night off together. But Danica and Bryce's other friends, Fury and Juniper, 
they join her at the club. Fury's job is a little mysterious, but she is lethal. They were all roommates at CCU, by the way. That's how they know each other. Fury's job is mysterious, but she is lethal, and they believe she is an assassin. She has clearance all over the place in all sorts of different regions on both continents. Juniper is a fawn, and she I is... busted out laughing the first, at the first description of her. Her hubs. Fawn's a real creature. Not real, but... She- there are real-life fawns in this There are real-life fawns. Walt's hitting him with his car, but... <laughs> Walt's hitting him with his car. Not his car, my car, actually. Wait, is your car out of the shop? No, it hasn't even gone yet. Oh, oh God. Juniper is a soloist at the Crescent City Ballet, which Bryce wanted to be. She loves ballet, too, but Juniper, but she doesn't have the right body type because she's got ass and boobies. Fuck them. And Juniper is thin enough to do it. Bryce is offered a drug by a woman. She buys drugs off this woman, but she's also offered... A drug called synth, but is warned off of it by Fury. Fury's absolutely not. That stuff is messed up. And I would believe anything Fury said. Uh, me too. If Fury tells me not to do something, I'd be like, yes, ma'am. In a hot second. Yes, mommy. Just like with Amarin. Instead, they do a bunch of other drugs. <laughs> they don't do synth, <laughs> but they do. I didn't even write the names down because they're basically like cocaine and weed and cocaine. They're just like, they're all, it's basically cocaine, what they're doing. Honestly. Can you, can we say that? On, I don't know if we can say it. We'll find out if I get kicked off soon. We said it. We said it. Light something. They do drugs. They do drugs. Yeah. And that's bad. Do not. Yeah, that's very bad. Purposes, educational purposes. We are saying only. that they did it. We are only it. talking about a book. For educational purposes, do not do drugs. Just say no, like Nancy Reagan told you to. Say no to drugs. Wasn't um, there a bear that also said it? That's the fire guy. Don't start forest fires. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Um, Smokey the bear. Yeah. Yeah. There might be. And they do a bunch of other drugs. And they dance, 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 dance the night away. They are so intoxicated. Bryce takes a video of herself. They are high as fuck. Bryce is... Educational purposes only. Educational purposes. Bryce is swimming. She's swimming as she heads home to her apartment. She is so high. She goes... Into her apartment. She finds, for she's looking for her keys and everything. First, she can't remember the code. Then she's looking for her keys. And their keys, she drops them. And she's like, what is this a puddle that my keys are dropped in? It's blood. Surprise. Blood. You knew something mm-hmm. bad was going to happen if you read the back of the book. These two don't read the back of the book. I do. They haven't before. They've been known to not. I have been known... I don't read if it's if I get on I Kindle Unlimited. Either. On I Kindle Unlimited. But I if I get this, I'll read it. There's a synopsis that now if you look at Amazon. You yeah, there is that too. But if it's on Kindle Unlimited and I'm reading for like sex, I could care less about the plot. Oh, yeah, for sure. If it's just like a smut book and I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Control F. How many times is the word C-O-C-K in this book? Huh. Um, at least 72. That's what we need. Anyway, her apartment door is actually unlocked. She goes in and she finds the whole pack, including Danica and Connor, ripped to shreds. Just mm. pulp. They are pulp, but she can tell who they are. Like Danica, she knows Dan- it's Danica yeah. on the bed and Connor's beside her and Thorne is another person, another mm-hmm. one of the wolves in Danica's room. She thinks she hears the assailant and chases it down with superhuman strength because she's a fae and that strength comes out in this moment. And she's on drugs, so she's really mm. working it. She's trying her best to chase this thing down. She's actually got the leg of a table in her hand the whole time um, people are screaming in the street and that leads her to find the demon 
and he is eating through the chest of an angel in an alleyway. Does she know it's an angel at this point? I think she. I d- think right away yeah. she knew. Yeah. She, one of the Malachim knew it was an an angel. I think okay. their their wings are so big you would. Yeah, she, I think that. she saw the wings. You would okay. see the wings. She beats the demon with the leg of the table, and it gives her a very bad thigh injury. Okay. But then it runs away, and she calls emergency services to come and find them. She screams the number of the person. She screams the phone number of the the angel into the phone. This is his phone number. Track us. Track us. Track us. And like the third time she screams it, they go, oh my God, we're coming, which yeah. is important. And then she passes out. Chapter six through seven. Here we have a point of view change. We're no longer in Bryce's point of view. We're actually in Isaiah Tiberian's head. So that's the point of view. He is the head of Micah's five member Triari. A Triari is the most elite of the Imperial Legion units. He is looking at Bryce through a two-way mirror, and he and his fellow angel and Triari member, Hunt Athalar, whose first name is actually Orion, but we don't learn that until a few chapters after this. Mm-hmm. Hunt Athalar were the two first on the scene. They could barely get Bryce to calm down because her fate instincts went wild. Hunt was also able to calm Hunt was able to calm her eventually and staple her leg wound together. He just kind of battle, battleground st- stapled that thing. Hunt is called the Umbra Mortis, which means sh- the shadow of death. Interesting, interestingly enough, and I know y'all might not find this interesting, but Umbra has actually to do more with the shadow from an eclipse. So more moon shit. I do think it's a cool name. Yeah. Yeah. There are some dumb names in here, like some dumb titles, but I think the Umbra Mortis mm-hmm. is a cool. He has the power of lightning. He's basically the god of thunder. Thor. Yeah. Or Zeus or Jupiter. Hunt's job is to track down demons who still come through the cracks from the northern rift that we talked about where the magical beings came through. Everyone is afraid of him. He and Isaiah are part of the 33rd Infantry in the Imperial Legion. This is so Star Wars. And he is the person, they are the personal guard for Micah. The Legion is. So we have the auxiliary, which is what Danica, and we're not going to say his name yet, because when we say his name, we have to say it right. But the Fae, oh, my phone just died. The Fae Prince, I had to take it off the charger, are part of the auxiliary. But the Imperial Legion is more like the FBI, yeah, where the auxiliary is like the police. Hunt and Isaiah are both fallen angels. They took part in the rebellion led by Shahar, an archangel in Panjera, who did not want to be led by the Republic or the Imperial Senate. And they were defeated. Shahar and Hunt were lovers. He loved her because she did not believe in hierarchies. We learned this a little bit later, but I'm just going to say it because we're introducing characters. Hunt is a bastard-born angel who does not know who his father is at all. Hunt and Isaiah are both slaves who belong to Micah. They are tattooed with the initials SPQM, the letterhead of the Republic. The letters are encircled by seven stars. It stands for Senate Populus Quay Midgard. Hunt has a crown of thorns tattooed across his brow, which also marks his slavery. Another member of the Triari is questioning Bryce, and then Sabine breaks in the headquarters and is pissed. Yes, that her daughter's dead, but more pissed that Bryce, she thinks Bryce has the sword, and she calls Bryce half-free trash. They get her out of there. Bryce becomes extremely distressed during the interrogation, even though she is just there as a witness and not a suspect, but they play a video recording from the hallway of their apartment building, and Danica can be heard begging and screaming for her life. They get a call to let Bryce go home, an urgent call. Let her go because there's good reason. She leaves. Then through the side entrance, using his shadow magic, comes Rune Dannon, crown prince of the Valbaran Fae. <laughs> so you have to, when you say his name the first time, you got to say it right. You got to do it right. Rune Dannon, crown prince of the Valbaran Fae. He knew three things. He is Bryce's half-brother. But the they pe- don't let anyone know this. The people closest to Bryce know it, but no one else knows it. They call themselves distant cousin. Bryce goes to the bone quarter 
So is someone trying to what? I, what's the hell's happening? Mm. Wanting to join? It's because of the snuggie. Damn it! Look at me. Damn it! As she kneels in the, she goes to the bone quarter because Ethan, Danica's cousin, who was playing sunball that day, so he wasn't there with the pack. He wasn't in the apartment. He's he's younger. He's younger than all of them. He's still in at the university. He lets her know that she's not welcome at the sailing of Danica and the rest of the pack. The sailing is when they put them on the boats, their bodies on the boats, and put them across the Istros. If the boat sinks, then they are not worthy of, I guess, an afterlife. And if the boat keeps going, they are. Um, but during the time of the sailing, even though Bryce is not allowed to go, she goes to the bone quarter and she kneels there and a creature rises up to meet her gaze. And that's how the first part of Crescent City was. I was so pissed at that. Yeah. And it does not pick up there. It picks up 22 months later. 22 months later. And that's where we're going to pick up next time? Yeah. First, we can have a discussion. If anybody wants to join and talk about anything we've said. What was your favorite part about the first six chapters? The first six chapters? Yeah, what, you, what we've gone over so far? Probably the, when they're in the committee, when, what is that called? The committeeum, when they're questioning Bryce and all that's happening. Like, you the, like that? the crime procedural stuff. That was my favorite you part. Imagine it with, like, they all had British accents and it was a British crime procedural. <laughs> they don't need, it doesn't need, I actually don't prefer British crime procedural. Oh, I do. Now, oh, explain. A good British mystery. Okay. That's me. But if we're talking about. I wonder why. Like Broadchurch. Mm. I can go without mm. it. That's cool. But I honestly don't, I don't know if I like crime procedurals that much. As mm. much as I like just mysteries. I think my favorite part, uh, probably Connor. Because I was really bored by all the info dumping. I just think it could have been done in a better way. It, and more, I think she could have trimmed a lot of it. And she could have still had a lot of these elements, but brought them in in a better way. Instead of just it be like the first parts of the book, it just feels like information. And it just, I just didn't think it was the greatest writing. Yeah. Like I get that like you have to build up and do a lot of these things and it's there's not necessarily like a great way to do that, but I think it could have been done better. I just think that there was so much information that like SGM didn't do this with Throne of Glass and she didn't do this with Akatar. So my thought process is if you're giving us this much information up front, there is a reason. Yeah, but I, I think there's a reason. Sure, she could have done it in a different I way. If I have to get to book five to understand everything from the beginning of book one, that's you don't annoying. Do it. Yeah. But you don't because I just explained it. See, she I don't mind that. listen to a podcast to explain it. I don't it mind that. Me. I love See, the complexity I just think of that it. That's bad writing. Oh, I don't think that's bad writing because I'm used to it because that's what I like because I honestly, I can't understand Tolkien. But this is why I, in my head, I see books in two completely different realms. I see books where I need no word. I I literally see them as fun books that I'm just going to read for the hell of it and I'll forget 30 minutes after I finish the last page. And then I see books that I want to go on that deep dive and try to figure everything out and I want it to be a giant puzzle and I want it to be in depth where I'm trying to guess at all. Yeah, and I think there are tons of books out there. You just talked about Tolkien and stuff. You can't compare the two. I think that there are better ways to just, instead of just info dump she just tells you a lot of things 
And instead of incorporating it all as you're, she's showing you these things, She, I just think that there's a better way to do it. I feel like she is incorporated. I think it's just incorporated all in one. Yeah. Long. And I think that to me, that's really, without, it's not graceful writing. Without exp- a lot of explanation. So yeah. I think actually it could have been had more. Yeah. I think she does herself a disservice because if I've read this book twice now and I get to this third book and I'm still not remembering these things, she's pulling me out of the story when I go, what the fuck was that? And now I got to remember and go back to it to yeah. figure it out exactly. I think she does herself a disservice in writing like that. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I can agree with that. Yeah. I still love it. Yeah. I'm not saying I don't <laughs> like it. I no, just I think know, that there are better ways to do it. Yeah. And I think especially I've, I know that she can do it because I've read other series where it's not just infidem. She does have a tendency And I think that times. she gets away with it now for like Crescent City more because people really like her. She was, I think that if this was her first book, they oh, would no, have people said, would, you can't do this. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with that. 1,000%. I read a lot of fantasy. Like when I read fantasy like this, I, I get confused. I got confused when mm-hmm. I started reading Throne of Glass. Yeah. With yeah. all the names mm-hmm. of the places. Yeah. So I didn't have as much. Mm-hmm. My thing is to just keep pressing on and I'll eventually figure it out. Yeah, I, and I think that a lot and of fantasy books, you can understand it. You can enjoy the book, even if the world information, you only get like 50% of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That kind of stuff, I just don't get bothered by it. I don't. Yeah, like know. I said, like you guys are the ones who are going real in depth about it and connecting things. I don't care anything about that. So for me, right. I don't need to understand all the, those little things. Mm-hmm. I just think that if you're, yeah, like I think she does herself a disservice in writing like that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, if you're there for just the fun ride, the first hundred or so pages of this book are not for you. No, you not. have to get through them. You have to be committed to read this. You have to get through the hollow and then get to the trench. Mm. And then because I also think that it's like slow, and then at the end, it's like a thousand percent, and it's a little off-putting. Like you're like, why did we take so long yeah, to we get took here? So long, and then we're here, and you don't really even understand how you got here. And uh-huh. I'm like, I have all this information. And it's still, this seems like an incredible jump. Did you read the whole thing again? No, just from what I remember, how I felt. Oh. Yeah. I remember that with the first time, but I feel that a I lot. Have, of, yeah, I only read the part that you told me to read. I feel that a lot with books, though. Yeah. So yeah. I don't, unless it's just like an easy peasy, lemon squeezy book. Mm-hmm. I get very confused very easily, but I like figuring it out. That I, I like figuring out what I'm confused about. You like that? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That journey. Yes. So that's we're different. And because I like it, I'm not like, I don't have a, it doesn't mm-hmm. bother me. Yeah. Like I do, I wish it was easier for me. Yes. Mm-hmm. But then I also like having to go and look everything up at the same time. Yeah. I think a lot of people enjoy that. So that's me though. That's, and you like the ride. You want it to be e- like, not easy, but you uh, want yeah, it to I make sense. I don't mind this. And I read it and I still enjoyed it because I would have stopped reading it if I wasn't, if there wasn't something to look, to to look for. I want to know more. I want to know more. But I just, I think it's clunky. Mm. I think that's a good term. Yeah. It can be clunky. It can be clunky. Yeah. I think you get pulled out of the story with the with <laughs> this instead of like, see a, that a, like lot. a slower reveal. I could see that a lot because a lot of this I don't remember. And that could just be, yeah, but it wasn't I even. I was going to say, no, this second time around, so there was so much that I was like, I, 
I don't recall that at all. But I felt the same way about Throne of Glass. There's a lot I didn't remember about Throne of Glass, too, when I reread it. Uh-huh. And more than this. I remember more than this, even though it's way more words. Throne of Glass oh, yeah. is way bigger than these two books. I feel like Throne of Glass, because the first two books are a little more young adulty. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's your tiptoeing into it so you're more it's a slower there's a reason why there are what seven books in throne of glass yeah like i I didn't i felt like it was every fantasy book with the world building i'm a little okay whatever i'm just reading it i'm not getting all this Mm-hmm. But because Throne of Glass was like a lower reading level and it just felt like a better introduction into all of it instead mm-hmm. of this where it's like blah, 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 blah. I also think when she did this and I can relate to this as a person who thinks up things. I think she had a lot of this thought up already. So she is not going on the journey of discovering. I think when she's writing Throne of Glass, she's discovering she, yeah, the world. She doesn't know exactly and she's, where she's, going, she's 16 yeah. when she writes Throne of yeah. Glass. So she's yeah. discovering it as she writes. Mm-hmm. And I think with this she you can tell by like the stuff we went over in the beginning like she she's got a lot of it in her head mm-hmm. so maybe she doesn't explain it yeah I think as well. when I re- read it I'm like she knew what she wanted to do already and she is writing it like you already know and that these happens base things. Yeah, yeah that happens this is also her first adult series mm-hmm. yeah I don't want to say it's that. not young adult no to me Akatar is an adult series it started off as young adult it was not classified as an adult. I, I know, but I still see Akatar as an adult series. It is. If even the first book. By the end of it, it is. No, she, re, she I'm saying when Akatar, Yeah, No, no, I'm saying the first out. book, Akatar, to me, is an adult book. Oh, I don't no. think so, no. With mm-hmm. the sex in it? Mm-hmm. No, there's lots of young adult books. Why books of sex? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, there's a ton. Because uh, young adults it's are It's read like sex. a YA book. I'm not talking about like the writing. The writing no, is YA. Yeah. Silver um, Flames is not YA. No, yeah. Silver it's Flames new adult. Is, it's new adult. I thought, but Akatar's categorized as adult now. Now. They okay. might have changed the it. series yeah. probably, yeah. Because it's because okay. of the wider series. But even now, if you go into a bookstore, you could potentially still find the first three yeah. in that young adult section. Yeah. 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 Throwing a glass is young adult though. Mm-hmm. All the way through. Oh, yeah. Because we don't know what Lorcan did. No. There's there's sex. In yeah. That's not the not that's not what makes it young adult. I think yeah. that's a part of it. Yeah, it's in the conversation. But just because there's sex doesn't mean it's not. No, it's in the way it's written. And like the audience, it appeals to, obviously. But yeah. And I think it's the level, too. But this is this is not. This is just an yeah. adult fantasy. This yeah. is her first foray into just doing straight up adult fantasy. And I think that's why a lot of people had a hard time with some of the dialogue you were talking about. Because it doesn't yeah. feel like adult dialogue. I was going to say, yeah. a lot of it still feels a little like, juvenile. Yes. Mm-hmm. But that it fits the characters. It does fit the characters. Yeah. Because they are younglings. They are not that long out of college. And let's think about their lifespan. True. Technically, they're like two years old. Bryce is going to have to watch her mother die. I know. Earlier. Earlier than that's what she's thinking about in the beginning. All right. We have gone through chapters one through seven. One through six. Seven. (laughs) Seven. Goddamn. It'll go faster next time because we won't have to. We're not going to. Yeah, we're just do all the explaining of the. So do you want to try? So next time, do we want to go through? I know we talked about we have enough time to just go through part two at the next time, part three for the next week and just do it that way. Do you want to do it that way? Or we could do two and three next time. I'll go ahead and read. I've already, I'm not even going to lie. I've already started rereading into part three. I did not. But I loved it. We can do two and three next time. It'll go faster and it won't be teachy. Yeah. But I had to do it this time because. We have to learn. You did a good job. It's like a map. I'm proud of you. Well, and some of it was literally a map. 
and a chart. <laughs> and agreed. And I could She was laying her own Easter eggs. Yeah. It helps me understand like, going forward if I have a breakdown in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Understand yeah. what's going on now. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's it was helpful for me doing it, even though I'd already read it. Understandable. I tried to watch the first what is it, Ashaka? Ashoka? I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh Ash the, it's like a S H O K A. The Star Wars show. I it took me like three hours to get through one episode because I kept googling stuff. Because <laughs> I haven't watched any of the animated. I have to know everything. There you go. But next time we're gonna let Hannah host sections two and three. I'll do it since we are not deep dive. I'll try not to be buzzed. You can be buzzed. <laughs> we shall see. We shall see. All right. Thank you for joining our live. Please go. We have our podcast has. A TikTok, the Rainy Day Smut Brigade. Yes. Please. And Instagram. Yeah. Go follow that. And we and have Patreon. We have an Instagram and a Patreon. Please, but follow our TikTok because we don't have enough followers to have a live on our own. Hannah does, but we don't. And also our Instagram. You can follow us there. And our Patreon, we will have we have bonus episodes on there. This is actually part of our regular episodes, but we're doing it as a special preparing for Flame and Shadow, House of Flame and Shadow. Go back to the shadow. Okay. Uh, to lose. Bye, guys. All right. This has been the Rainy Day Smut Brigade. Thank you for joining us on this hour and 41 minute quest. Thank you for coming to our classroom. To go through 100 pages. It wasn't even 100 you pages. You can see what type of students we are. Ashley. I was not a good student. Was the teacher's assistant. I was not. Who had to teach the class. I was the one who barely got her work done and still couldn't pay attention in class. And Hannah was. We got through 90 pages. The, the lively student who engaged in conversation. Hannah was actually the academic student. I barely made it through sometimes. If I'm not interested, I'm not interested. Yeah, that's I was a terrible um, student. I don't care. I'm interested in this. Yeah. I want to be Even interested. when I'm interested, I'm a terrible student. Because mm-hmm. I don't want you to sometimes tell that's, me yeah, what I, to do. I messed up some English classes by being interested, but not wanting to do the work. All right. <laughs> you said I messed him up by being interested. <laughs> I messed up by being interested. I'm too interested. I would speak up and people would be like, you're an idiot. I made 50 cents. Off that live? Off that live. Dang. I split that three ways. I'm just kidding. We had. All right. All right. See you next time for part two and three of <laughs> House of Earth and Blood by Sarah J. Mass. I drew-